Lord, how we do praise You for our time together. Lord, we do pray, be with us today. Oh, Lord, be with us in this time. How we pray, bless all the attendants. Bless everyone. Lord, grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Grant us a clear mind. Grant us a a keen spirit. Grant us a a body that has been graced to be uh, fully in this meeting. Lord, do be with each one. Lord, how we pray for all of us. We pray for ourselves right now. Lord, that You could have a way among us. Lord, we do look to You. Even we look to Your coming. Lord, that we could hasten Your return. Lord, that that as we carry out Your Word, You could have a way to wrap up this age. We look to You for the final revival. Come in, Lord. Do something among us. Even begin with us. Oh Lord, we tell You today we are open. We open our heart. We do open our spirit to You. And we do pray, bind Your enemy. Put him outside of this hall. Put him in the corner, Lord. Lord, we, may we have a clear sky today. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, maybe I could ask, how many, uh, and don't be bashful, how many were not here yesterday? Can you raise your hand? How many were not here yesterday? Okay, pretty good number. Okay. Uh, what we thought we would do, and uh, I took, we had the podium taken away so you could see the blackboard a little clearer, but what we thought we would do rather than go on was for the sake of those that weren't here yesterday, we'd have a little bit of a review. And, uh, and of course, you have to realize we spent four, five hours yesterday, uh, so this is going to be, you know, that was already a bird's eye view at four or five hours, so this is going to be a little bit... Uh, you know, short of that. So uh, l- let me just begin. We, uh, we at the beginning talked about the matter, how that, and this is so critical, that the God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. This matter is not a matter of our doing something. It is not the matter of having proper procedures. It is not the matter of carrying out something in a systematic way. But the God-ordained way, firstly and intrinsically, is a matter of life. And it takes revived men to walk the new way. We have to be new inwardly and, and new in life in order to be qualified to walk the new way. Only the new men, the renewed men, the revived men walk the new way. And then secondly, we, we saw this matter that, that a group is a blended group with all that that means. It is not just a gathering of individuals. It's not a meeting. But a vital group is a blended group. And if the Lord gives us the way and we have the time, uh, the first 20 pages of the handouts have very good utterance regarding this matter. And if we don't get to it uh, this today, I hope you all could spend time reading those portions because it's very, very clear how burdened Brotherly was for us to see that a vital group is a blended group. You know, Brotherly called for Gideon's 300, and we talked about this yesterday. The loaf that rolled into the camp of the Midianites and destroyed the great Midian army, Midianite army was this 300. 
And it was a blended barley loaf. It was a loaf that had been blended. Blended meaning it had been ground, meaning it had passed through the cross of Christ, and barley meaning resurrection, that it had passed through the resurrection of of Christ. What the Lord needs on this earth and what terrifies the enemy is not our great doing nor our spirituality, but what terrifies the enemy is to see a group of little saints who are willing to lay down their soul lives and to be blended together in the resurrection life. This is terrifying. This terrifies the enemy. This terrifies Satan. This undoes his kingdom because there are people on this earth willing to be sacrificed for him in this kind of way to be in the reality, the practicality, and the actuality of the body of Christ. The body of Christ may be to us simply a, 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 a matter of theory, but Brother Lee, we saw yesterday very clearly from his, his utterance and his notes that he wrote in May of, of 1994. We, we got into them. That's Roman numeral 6a and b on our, our addendum that you got yesterday that Brother Lee was very burdened about the body of Christ, the reality of the body of Christ, the life of the body of Christ, and the reality of the life of the body of Christ. This thing puts fear in the enemy. When a group of saints are such a blended loaf, the enemy's time is, is, is short. Okay? Uh, then we saw that the matter of the vital groups, the third point on this lead sheet... Uh, the, the matter of the vital groups is that the vital groups has three characteristics. And this was according to Brother Lee's first speaking to the church in Anaheim at the training for the church in Anaheim in, I believe, August of 19, end of August, beginning of, of uh, September, 19, end of August, 1982. And in that message, which was the first message to the training, uh, which bears significance. When, when anyone utters the first sentence in a long, long narrative, that first sentence is important. Uh, Brother Lee, all, you know, typically, uh, when he's getting into a new subject, at the beginning, he will give you the basis for what he's talking about or, or some kind of bird's eye view or the scriptural basis for what he's uh, speaking. And it was the same in this message. He gave us a pattern, and I believe a real blueprint, regarding what the vital group should be. And that is that they have these three things. They have a purpose, a nature, and a condition. And we saw yesterday that the purpose was for the increase, that is the gaining of new believers, the perfecting of those believers for the ultimate building up of the church to be the body of Christ. So the the, the purpose is for the increase, the perfecting, and the building up. And, uh, you know, this, we saw the parallel between this first message uh, to the church in Anaheim and John 15, uh, where Brother Lee talked about the goal of, uh, of the divine life is to bear remaining fruit. It's fruit-bearing. The goal is fruit-bearing. You know, uh, in this, in this first message to the training in Anaheim, everybody with me? Okay, I'm going fast, so don't, don't think about anything else. You're going to 
get lost, okay? The, he talked about the purpose being this matter of the increase, perfecting, and, and building, or you could say, to encapsulate all that together, you could call that fruit-bearing, bearing remaining fruit. In other words, b- carrying people all the way through the process to the point that they are remaining fruit and building members in the body of Christ. The second thing was what is the nature of the vital group. And we saw that the nature of the vital group is what is intrinsic to the vital group. Nature means something intrinsic. And this is that the, that the nature of the vital group should be something that is spiritual. <laughs> okay, It is something of the divine life. It's something that is spiritual. The, the opposite of that is something that is natural. So the vital group, for it to be proper in its nature, has to be spiritual, and that is not natural. Okay. Uh, then the third thing we saw was that the matter of... The uh, third characteristic is the condition of the vital group, and that is loving one another in oneness and in one accord. And again, we saw this is the condition of the vital group. You know, just as nature indicates something of essence, so condition indicates something of, you know, maybe what you, what you think of when you see something. You know, if I'm going to buy a car uh, and, I, and Steve tells me about a car that's for sale, and I said, Steve, what's the condition of that car? In other words, I'm, I'm trying to get a feel for that car. What is the atmosphere of that car? What's the, you know, when you look at it, what do you, what do you think? So it is something that is somewhat evident. It's somewhat manifested. It's the condition of that thing. And the condition of the vital group should be loving in oneness and in one accord. The nature should be spiritual and the goal should be fruit-bearing. And we saw how that these three things taken together really form a wonderful uh, trinity of what a vital group should be and how that they, they balance one another and they complement one another. You know, it is very good that the goal or the purpose of the vital group is fruit-bearing. You know, uh, this tells us that the reason we're together is not to be together but that the reason we're together is for the goal of fruit-bearing. You know, Brother Lee, when he, when he first began the God-ordained way, he was so burdened with the matter of the shortage of the increase among us and the progress uh, uh, among us of the Lord's recovery. And actually, when he got to the matter of the vital groups, this was a very big burden in him. How, we can, how the Lord could do something to gain the proper remaining fruit among us. So the purpose, the goal is this. This is fruit-bearing. But brothers and sisters, I think we saw that eventually, unless you have the nature that is intrinsic, something of life, spiritual, unless there is a spiritual nature among the saints, it is very hard to have a purpose carried out. And if we are not people who have a condition of loving one another in oneness and in one accord, then there's, it's very hard for there to be the impact among us. You know, so what is, you know, although, like we said yesterday, although this may be the purpose, 
these two things form the basis. You know, the purpose is fruit-bearing, but eventually, you know, we talked about this yesterday, it's kind of like the nature and the condition are the nest. You know, it's like a bird nest. And the purpose is fruit-bearing. You have the eggs, you know. There's no way to have the eggs. There's no way to have the purpose without the nest of a spiritual living among the saints and a loving and a care and a mutuality and a oneness that issues in a one accord among us. You know, uh, like we said yesterday, uh, the Bible says we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brothers. These two things, life and love, or you could say nature and condition, go together. One brings about the other. Because I have the divine life, I have automatically the oneness of the Spirit with you, according to Ephesians 4.3. That is an innate thing that happens when we were born again. When we were born again, we partook of the same spirit of life. So we have automatically and intrinsically the oneness of the Spirit. That oneness is ours from birth. That oneness of the Spirit of life causes us to love one another. We know we pass from death unto life because we love the brothers. It causes us to love one another. In such an atmosphere of loving and of being one, there is the spontaneous outworking of the one accord, which is something that's much more practical and tangible than, than the oneness. It's the, the one accord. Uh, so we need to see the nest for the eggs. You, you know, I don't know if you know, I, I saw this one time on some kind of newsreel or something. There are birds on the planet. I don't know if you know this. There are, there's a certain bird on the planet that doesn't make a nest. It lays an egg on the twig of a tree, on a limb of a tree. And they, and they hold it and sit on it. And then one will get off and the other one will get on. I mean, that's hard. <laughs> Talk about fruit bearing being a difficult job. That's a tough job. You, you know, that's purpose without nature and condition. That's a hard... You know, how many eggs do they lose? I mean, they've got to lose some eggs, you know. Holding it on a tree. And I saw them. It's not even in the Y of a tree. It's just on a limb. And they, they sit there and hold it. Well, we don't want... That's not our fruit bearing. Our fruit bearing comes out of a nature and a condition. It is because we love one another and we share the same life and we enjoy the same life that out of that flows something and that is fruit bearing. We saw also yesterday that Brother Lee said that the, the, the biblical standard for the vital groups is Acts 2.46 and 47. Uh, and, and those verses show us that the way the believers lived right after the day of Pentecost was that they, they continued steadfastly with one accord. They pursued the Lord together. They pursued Him as, as life together. And they shared their meals in exaltation and from house to house. They were pursuing the Lord as life and they were loving one another from house to house. 
uh, there was this kind of atmosphere among them. And so the Bible says, because the believers had a day-to-day and house-to-house living, they were, they were in the proper nature and the proper condition, then what happened? It says that the unbelievers favored them. The unbelievers saw them and what they had intrinsically of life and love became the attracting force to them and they favored them. They leaned into them. They, they, uh, they were conquered by the life and the living of these groups of saints. And, and then what's the next verse? And the Lord added together day by day those that were being saved. The Lord added day by day. We live day by day in house to house. The unbelievers favor and the Lord adds day by day. You know, if we take care of day to day pursuing and house to house loving, God will have a way to add day by day. It's marvelous. It's really great. And uh, we saw that in Acts 15, uh, 12 through 17, uh, the, the heading above that, set of verses says the branches loving one another to express the divine life in fruit bearing the branches loving one another right to express the divine life in fruit bearing right the branches loving one another the condition to express the divine life the nature in fruit bearing and uh, he said there in those verses that l- that fruit-bearing is the goal, love is the condition, and life is the source, like the nature. Life is the source, love is the condition, and fruit-bearing is the goal. Isn't that great? Marvelous. That's marvelous. You know, this, this message, Message 7, uh, which was the first message given to the church in Anaheim for the training, <coughs> matches exactly John 15. And John 15 was given on the day, uh, you know, it was given at the time of the Passover. Okay, and that's when Christ was crucified. And before the, the Passover, the Lord spoke to the disciples, John 14 through 17. And then 50 days later, on the day of Pentecost, at that feast, the Spirit came, the baptism of the Spirit came, and all this wondrous stuff happened flame on your head, tongues of flame, speaking in tongues, thousands being saved, commotions. And when the dust settled, what was left was groups of saints pursuing Christ, loving one another, and uh, living a day-to-day, house-to-house church life. That was the fulfillment of the, 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 the speaking the Lord gave in John 15. Absolutely, that was the, that was the fulfillment. You know, you read John 15 and you think this must be some kind of mystical, you know, like some kind of thing out of another dimension. What is he talking about? I'm sure the disciples had no idea what he was talking about. But 50 days later, they lived in the reality of that thing that he talked about. They were the, they were the branches in the vine, loving one another and bearing the remaining fruit. Okay, so that's purpose, nature, and condition. Uh, if you, if you consider these points and you get into those messages that are in that, that section, eventually, as you're reading with this kind of a view as the characteristics, then you say, oh, that's nature. Oh, that's purpose. That's 
condition, oh, purpose, nature, then the thing makes, makes sense. And you understand why right at the beginning Brother Lee talked about uh, how we have dispositional and, and, and character things that inhibit the, the vital groups from going forward. Why is that? That, that really touches this matter of nature. You know, if I live by the natural man, if I live by my, my peculiarities, if I live by my, uh, my, my dispositional quirks, then eventually, as I'm with the believers, it's very hard for something to happen with us in a, in a, in a genuine way. Uh, you know, this requires all of us to be blent. That is to give ourselves to be ground as the fine meal to become the barley loaf. Amen. Okay. Uh, okay, then uh, the next thing uh, we wanted to just touch was the matter, just briefly, to try to give a little bit of a history in three sections. Uh, and we, we saw yesterday that the first section was from October of 84 to June of 86. And during this time, the main emphasis was the move from hall to home. Hall to homes. And Brother Lee was very much endeavoring to get us out of the hall-centered church life into a church life in the homes so that the saints could have their Christian living in their homes and their Christian meetings in their homes. This was very much his, his burden. And, uh, uh, you know, there were other things that, that were in here. He, he talked a lot in this time about the truth and about being constituted with the truth and being full of the Word so that when you got to the home from your hall, you could have something to say at your home. And we looked at a number of titles from that era. This is all just a, a, ba- a collection of books arranged in chronological order from the, these eras. And it was very clear, Brother Lee you know, talked about, he gave a book on home meetings, then on the divine speaking, then on the full knowledge of the Word of God, and then on key points for home meetings. Uh, uh, you know, all mixed in the matter of the Word in the home meetings because He was burdened to give us a way to go from hall to home. Uh, this, at the this same time, the uh, full-time, full-time, young full-timers came out, uh, which was a new thing. Anyway, just brief. We, we really don't have the time to do this again. But that period of time from October of 84 to 686 was devoted to this, this, this thing. Then you could say from, from 786 to 1289 The, the whole, the, the, this era, basically what, what Brother Lee developed during this era was begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and building through prophesying. And the begetting was through DK. You know what DK is? Door knocking. The nourishing was in the home meetings. 
which doesn't mean the home meetings as in small group meetings or home meetings of a group of saints, but that home meeting was the home meeting of one-on-one care. Uh, You know, so, I mean, it doesn't really have to be a home. It could be on the campus you're meeting someone for a face-to-face contact where you'll have one-to-one care of them, where you will nourish them, Uh, okay? Then the perfecting was in the small groups, which later he, he brought us into the matter of the vital group. So that vital group is a continuation of this small group. And the, begin, and the building through prophesying was in the DDM, district meeting. So it's B-N-P-B, D-K-H-M-S-G, D-M. Okay, is everybody clear? Door knocking, home meeting, small groups, district meeting. So during this period of time, all these things were developed. And we got into a number of points here about other things, about uh, when he got into prophesying and, uh, and how that came about. And, and the whole matter uh, at the beginning uh, about door knocking and how the door knocking led us into the necessity to have home meetings. You know, the, the significance of 786 is, is that at that period of time, Brother Lee opened up the full-time training in Taipei uh, to the... Thank you. Uh, Brother Lee opened up the full-time training in Taipei to the Western Saints. And so many of of us probably were there. How many many of us were there for that? Yeah, lots of us were there. I remember you, Brother, being there with your kids on your five-man bicycle. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and, and the Lord opened up the way for the, the full-timers from the U.S. to go there, and uh, thousands and thousands were baptized. And the more thousands that got baptized, the bigger burden Brother Lee got, the heavier his, his heart got. Because he realized, now we've got to do something with these ones. And so that brought in the whole need of home meetings. And uh, so we were occupied from... July of 86 through 87 in working out home meetings and, and, uh, and, uh, and how to beget people. Uh, and we went through some of the books yesterday, which we don't have time to do again today. But, but by the end of 89, this thing was basically set. And from then on, through this period and from then on, repeatedly, we all know, Brother Lee talked often about the four steps of the God-ordained way, begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and building. And this, this matter came up again and again and again. Uh, then there was an, uh, an intervening period from 190, you could say, till 792, where uh, he was, it was basically just kind of a, a restatement and a re-speaking and maybe a further development of these things, but basically it was the same, begetting, nourishing, perfecting, building. And also, at that time, he was still quite occupied with cleaning up the remnants of the turmoil and, and all those, those things that were going on at that time. That was uh, 190 to 92, uh, to 792. Then when you got to August of 92... Actually, through 12 of 96, 
This is where he touched the matter of the vital groups. And he began in August 92, and the last message, the last series of messages to the full-timers in the fall of 96, before he ended his, uh, his sharing and his speaking to the full-timers, was on the vital groups. And that we had that light purple book called The Vital Groups. Uh, so, so basically, that's, that's what you have vital groups and and the thing we fellowshiped about yesterday was how the vital groups eventually was the culmination of all these events and eventually you know brother Lee said that uh, let's see uh Why don't you look, can you pull out your packet? Look at page 47. And if you have Korean, Korean, Chinese, or Spanish, you should have a page with 47 on it somewhere. Uh, It matches this. Okay. Uh, you with me there? How about let, let's read in a quick way, huh? Just read together. By 1984, you with me? serve for the building up of the body of Christ. That was his burden regarding the God-ordained way. What is it for a Christian to live? What is it? How does a Christian meet and how does a Christian serve? This, was, this is his burden in the God-ordained way. That's very important. How do we live? How do we meet? How do we serve? Through five years of study, from 1984 to 1989, the Lord clearly showed us the God-ordained way. The term, the God-ordained way, was invented by us, and we saw that this God-ordained way revealed in the Scriptures is of four steps. Begetting, feeding, perfecting, and building. We need to beget to produce new believers then we need to feed them that they may grow. Of course, that's begetting and nourishing. Then we need to perfect them, not by te- but by mutual teaching in the groups. In the groups, everyone is a teacher, and every teacher is a student. Through the mutual teaching in the groups, the new ones are perfected unto the work of the ministry as pointed out in Ephesians 4.12. This makes them qualified to prophesy, to speak for the Lord, for the building up of the church. To take the God-ordained way is by these four steps. But how do we carry them out? We have found a way to carry out these four steps is by the God-ordained, by the vital groups. Amen. Uh... Why don't we also look at uh, 
let's also look at uh, page 45. We didn't read these yesterday. We need to realize that our present situation is very desperate. We have been speaking. Gospel preaching is begetting. Of course, the nourishing, cherishing, feeding is the nourishing, and the perfecting is the perfecting, the BNP. Okay? This should be done in the groups. Let's continue. But where are the groups? And where are the group meetings? We heard and received the word, and we even prayed much concerning this matter. But where is the definite building up of the groups? Among the churches, there are some groups. Amen. Let's continue. The group meetings are the lifeline of the God-ordained way. As long as we have not touched the group meetings, we have hardly begun to practice God-ordained... You know, by these readings, I hope you realize, Brother Lee's view was that this, this BNPB should be here. B, N, P, B. That in the groups, through the groups, and by the groups, we as the branches, not me as a solitary fisherman, but we collectively, and we'll see more about this, that we beget someone. Then we, we also in the group, we together, we nourish that one. And then also, remember, what is the key ingredient like we talked about yesterday? What is the key matter regarding the vital group according to this? The, the, the group does what? It perfects. So the vital group is the perfecting place. And so we need to endeavor to bring these new ones into the center of the vital group so they become an active member doing everything we do and entering into everything we enter into. Hopefully we are what? We, are, we have the nature that's spiritual, we have the condition that's loving, and we have the goal that's fruit-bearing. So <clears throat> when you raise a, a child in such an environment, what will it be? It'll, he'll be a person who longs for a a spiritual companionship, loving one another with the goal of fruit-bearing. This is is what he'll be. Uh, Okay. Uh, Why don't we keep reading? Satan... let's Let's start again at the beginning of the paragraph. The group meetings... 
the Greek phrase. Don't you want to be in a clump of grass? I don't want to be one blade stuck out in the middle of, the, of a barren terrain. I want to be in a clump of grass spreading out. Amen. That's a vital group. We may prefer to have the facade of a big meeting, but the Lord is not for that. The Lord is for His spreading, and His spreading is in the homes. For any work among the saints... We need the group meetings. If it is not brought into the group meetings, even the work on the campuses will not be adequate. It is... But they must be grouped together. Without the groups, it will be difficult for them to remain. But if we have the groups, everything we do with them will be a success. However, in our work, <clears throat> in many things, but we may not spend any of our strength. Okay, good. You know, <clears throat> so you have begetting, nourishing, and perfecting, and even this matter of building and prophesying. You know, Brother Lee indicated that the new, we learn to prophesy in the groups. It may be hard for you to prophesy in front of a large number, but we learn to prophesy in the groups so that eventually we on the Lord's Day could go to the district meeting and prophesy for the building up of the church. So in actuality, all the four steps of the God-ordained way are carried out in these groups. And uh, we spent quite a long time yesterday, <clears throat> and uh, again, we don't have the time, <clears throat> Uh, that we spent quite a long time talking about the matter of perfecting in the vital groups and how, <clears throat> how that the believer, new believers are perfected in the vital groups. And I would say, brothers and sisters, I'm not, we're not talking only about new believers. You know, in a, <clears throat> like we said yesterday, in a vital group, uh, in a vital group here, you know, you may have a, a, a large group. In that group, you may have a number of saints <clears throat> that are more active, more burdened, they're bearing the load. Then you may have another group of saints which are out here which may constitute some, some saints that are newer among us or just some saints that have been with us a long time, but for whatever reason, they're not that that involved or that burdened, but they're still part of this group. And, and even another ring you might have, and these are all the, the new ones that you're burdened for, or even some dormant saints that you're burdened for. <clears throat> but the whole burden, we, we, we really have to see, the burden of the vital group and the burden of the group is to bring all these people into the center of the vital group. 
our aspiration for every member, no matter where they are in the ring, you know, no matter where they are in orbit, is to bring them into the center of things to help them be, excuse me, to help them become a burden member, to help them become a, a, a functioning member, to help them become a living member. This is what all men long for. This is what the, the saints in the church long for. This is what you long for. I, isn't this what you long for? Don't you want uh, to be in a clump of grass, growing? Don't you want to be with saints loving one another and having a spiritual relationship, not something peculiarly spiritual, properly, divinely, humanly spiritual, something of the God-man living. Don't you want to have such a living with saints where you're living the divine life, you're loving one another, and out of that comes a free... Isn't that great? This thing is balanced. Purpose, nature, and condition. This is the thing we, we really want. So I, I did want to make that clear. You know, this center thing here is not any kind of thing that's official. It is... It is, you know, there's nothing official. It's just whoever is bearing the burden, but the intent and the burden of everyone that, that is in that should be that everyone else should be in that. Because once, once a group, once a group has a big enough, you know, it's like cellular biology like we talked about, once a cell has a large enough nucleus, then it can divide. You know, the problems with our groups these days a lot is, is that it's, you know, it's like this with this. And these guys are sweating. These guys, they, they don't, they're not having that good a time because they are bearing the load. Well, that's not good for these guys and it's not good for these guys. All of us, need to enter in to, to bear the burden. And you know, brothers and sisters, in a, in a group situation, we all can function and we all can, can participate. There's a way for all the members to enter in. Uh, you know, like we talked about yesterday, housewives with kids, brothers with demanding jobs. We all can have a part in the vital group and thereby be part of a fruit-bearing entity. I am the vine, you are the branches. The branches bear the fruit. Uh, you, know, if, you know, I think if, if I told you all, you have got to bear fruit. Right? Brother John, don't you know what it says in John 15? That if you don't bear fruit, out of here. You know, so I tell you to bear fruit or else. Is that very pleasant? <clears throat> That's not pleasant. But you know what the title above the section is? The branches loving one another. Hallelujah. Can you handle that? I can handle that. In the divine life, I can handle that. Uh, how's it go? The branches loving one another into the, to express the divine life in fruit bearing. In fruit bearing. The, you know, if we are together taking in the divine supply, what comes out the other end is fruit. And according to Acts 2.46 and 47, 
according to those verses, you don't do anything. All you do is take care of day-to-day and house-to-house. And the Lord adds daily. Now, we know we have to do things, right? That, that's the active side of a vital group. But, but honestly, brothers and sisters, in that kind of environment, it is a sweet, manageable labor. <clears throat> we all can do this. There's, there's a part for all of us in this, in this thing. Uh, <clears throat> Let me just mention uh, this matter. <clears throat> this matter of perfecting. We didn't read anything yesterday. Why don't we take a few minutes to read something? Read some things. And we talked yesterday about this matter of how Brother Lee had said that the best example of a vital group was the disciples, and how the Lord lived and worked among the disciples and what happened to them, okay? Uh, Let's look at page 64, the last page. And you should have a heading there, the example of the Lord in His group meeting. You got it there? Why don't we read? Sorry, hold on. Does um, I should have waited a little bit. Uh, do the Chinese speaking, Spanish speaking, Korean speaking saints? You got the spot? Are you there? Okay, okay. Let, let's read again from the beginning. I told them that the best example of the group meeting is found in what the Lord did in those three and a half years. <clears throat> Say. perfected. They were all perfected by the Lord Jesus during that three and a half years as they were together with Him. Okay, now let's go to page 11. Which is, uh, on page 11 is the urgent need of the vital groups, pages 78 and 79. Let's go to the end of 79, the last paragraph. It starts with, we need to build up an intimacy. Are you with me? Everybody with me? En español tienen? Okay. Okay, let's start there. We need to build up an intimacy with all the members of our group. Amen. We need to build up an intimacy with all the members of our group. Okay. If we love one another, we will always feel that we miss one another. You know, the brothers are always on the 
go side. So we're the purpose guys, you know. And the sisters are on the, you know, they're the love side. And I think the brothers need to get more like sisters and the sisters need to get more like brothers. You know, we, like we talked yesterday, you can have, you're supposed to have a three-legged stool, which is purpose, nature, and condition, but maybe you just have one leg. It's like a flagpole, a chair on top of a flagpole. You know, we need all to get balanced. Uh, you know, Tom, I don't know how, if this, maybe to you this doesn't stir you too much. We need to miss one another. We need to love one another. Maybe you're more, let's go. You know, you're a good brother, let's go. But brother, we need to, we need to miss one another. We need to miss one another and love one another that, to the extent that during the day I would pick up the phone and call Tom and say, Tom, how are you doing? Praise the Lord. You know, let me, let me tell you a story. There was, there was a group in, in Irving where uh, uh, it was a very good working group, and I would say they had a lot of characteristics of a real vital group. And, and there was a new brother, and I was riding with him one day in the car, and we were driving together, and he gets a call on his phone, and it's one of the older sisters that's in the vital group that he meets with. And he goes, he picks up the phone and goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. Hang up. And I said, who is that? And he said, oh, that's sister so-and-so, and she's concerned about me because she knows I'm sick. And I said, oh, really, okay, oh, okay, praise the Lord. I, I wasn't that concerned, you know. <laughs> okay. Then a few minutes later, she calls back. And he goes, okay, 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 thank you. And she had called Dave Vinson's office and set up an appointment for him. <laughs> Who's a doctor? And, and so he hung up the phone and he looked at me and he said, brother, what kind of place is this? What is this? Uh, he was overwhelmed by, see, that is, that, that's, that's the body of Christ with legs. That's the real thing. That's love with legs. And, and though I can testify for those sisters in that group, they loved many people into the church life. They loved a whole Hindu family, multi-generations. They loved them into the church life. And these people were, uh, were the caste right under Brahmin. So they were very high caste. And, and they were so Hindu... It was coming out their pores. And all these saints did was loved and cared for them and cooked for them and loved. And eventually, these ones got totally captured. The son, the mother first, and the mother was wild to offer things to idols. She was wild. And when she got baptized, the night she got baptized, she came up out of the water, hallelujah, you know, it was unbelievable. Then a little while later, you know, we, we didn't know if the dad would ever turn. A little while later, the dad turned. He went back home to his country, and, and he had all these idols in his house, and he testified to us later. He said, one day, the Lord told him, what are you doing with those idols in your house? He bagged them all up, went out on a ferry, and dumped them in the ocean. What is that a result of? That is... That is, that is loving one another in the divine life and bearing fruit. 
Isn't that good? It's really good. Uh, okay, where were we? Uh, yeah, we should miss one another. Okay, so we start there. If we love, you with me? If we love one another... enlivened and stirred up to love the Lord. Okay, let's keep going. The Lord Jesus built up the oneness between Peter, John, and James. So we're picking back up on this thought of the vital best example of a vital group being the Lord with the twelve disciples. They left their families, their nets, their boats, and their jobs just to follow the Lord every day. The outsiders, in their view, wherever he went, a group of people followed him doing nothing. It seems that the Lord did nothing, but actually he trained his disciples for three and a half years. Every day when he spoke, he trained them. When he did not speak, he still trained his disciples. His violence was a kind of training. At the end of the three and a half years, when the Lord Jesus went up to Jerusalem to die, while they were on the way, this period of time and the Lord operating on them by His speaking and by His living to, to do something. And, but eventually, there was the fellowship, the oneness, and the one accord. Amen. Continue. At, at that time... if you remember Brother Lee's uh, speaking, how he spoke during this time, uh, he, he, he said that we shouldn't go do anything until the Lord develops something of oneness among us. Something of this kind of blending. You know, when the loaf has been blended and the loaf is ready, then God's move can take place. You know, what, what rolled 
into the Midian camp wasn't flour. It wasn't dough. But it was a loaf that had been baked. The grains had been ground. The, 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 it was barley in resurrection. The oil was added. The frankincense. All these things. And eventually what happened was that blended loaf was God's move. It carried out God's move. And it upset the camp of the Midianites. Don't you want to upset the camp of the Midianites? Sisters with children, do you want to upset the camp of the Midianites? Do you know that you are an absolute terror to the enemy if you are in a blended loaf with some other saints? You are terrifying to the enemy. Brothers, you know, we think we can never be overcomers. You can be an overcomer in the vital groups. The Lord can have a way. Uh, it's possible for all of us to be in this kind of situation that the Lord could have a way to get what He's after. Uh, you know, so in, that, in those days, you know, He said, what is a vital group? He said a vital group is something that is living and it's active. And I don't know if you noticed, but he said uh, up there where we were reading a little back where we just ended up, among them there was a fellowship, a oneness and one accord. At that time, they were ready, qualified, prepared, and equipped to receive the outpoured God upon them. You remember the Lord said, wait in Jerusalem until you be clothed with power from on high. Then you will be my witnesses. You know, so in other words, they were readied by the three and a half years of the Lord's perfecting work on them so that they were ready to carry out God's move. What does that mean? It's exactly what Brother Lee has talked about in this period was that firstly, we need to take care of the living side so that we can be prepared to take care of the active side. We need to take care of our nature and our condition together. We need to take care of being blended together by much and thorough prayer so that the Lord has a way to carry out in us the divine activities. It is only those ones that have passed through such a process with the Lord, like the disciples for those three and a half years. After those three and a half years, they were ready. Amen. We want to be ready, Lord. Okay, uh, How about uh, how about we just read a little more? Let's turn to, to page eighteen. This is another thing about being uh, being with the Lord, the disciples being with the Lord. Okay, again, the last the the last paragraph on that page begins with the church actually was initiated. You with me? You have that that's page ninety two and ninety three of the urgent need of the vital groups. That that page eighteen. So look at the bottom of page ninety three. Bottom of page ninety three. The last paragraph right here. You with me? You you with me? That the church actually was initiated. Are we all here? Okay. Let's read. The church actually was initiated from the 
The Lord did not need them mainly to help them help him work. But he wanted them to be dealt with. How were they dealt with? They were dealt with by being with the Lord and with one another for three and a half years. You know how they they offended one another, they vied with one another, they exalted themselves above one another. All the things that happened. The Lord rebuked them. The Lord caught them. You know, uh, Peter speaking out of turn. And so he had to go fishing. All those things. And then the Lord was silent. And what he said, what he didn't say, all that became a kind of a perfecting to these ones. And remember what we talked about. The main thing of a vital group is perfecting. And like we read yesterday in uh, Practical Points on Blending, I believe we read it there. Uh, if we didn't read it, it's in those pages that are in this packet. He talks about the perfected God-men. Uh, you know, eventually we are perfected as we are in this kind of living. We're in this kind of living and we're perfected by living together, by serving together, by being forced to deal with one another. You know, Again, like we said, to meet one another on Sunday morning, to greet one another, to shake hands, to say how good it is to see you, brother. How was your week? Fine. How was my week? Fine. See you later. I mean, not much goes on there. But if I am day-to-day, house-to-house, and we're seeking to pursue the Lord, something will happen in us to perfect us. This is really marvelous. The best example of a vital group is the Lord with His disciples for those three and a half years where they were together day to day. Day by day they were together. Amen. We should love one another. We should miss one another. We should call one another. You know, this should be the way we live in this kind of way. Okay, let's keep reading. The Lord did not give them a program. Let's read that sentence again. The Lord did not... The Lord Jesus dealt with them day after day. The 120 were a group of dealt with people. Before their ten days of prayer, they had been with the Lord Jesus for three and a half years. And you know, it, it, it mentions there Mark 3.14. And if you have your Bible handy, uh, look at Mark 3.14. This is very interesting. You know, the parallel passage to this is Luke 6. And in Luke 6, uh, the disciples, the, the Lord prayed all night with the Father, and the next morning He chose the twelve disciples. So Luke 6 shows us that the Lord prayed all night to the Father, and Brother Leah shared, this is His fellowship with the Father about the twelve. So it says... When he went up to the mountain in Mark 3.13, this is after praying all night in Luke 6, and when he went up to the mountain and called to him those whom he himself wanted, he chose them based on his prayer and fellowship with the Father, they went to him. And he appointed twelve whom he also named apostles so that they might be what? With him. And that he might send them to preach that they might be with Him 
and that he might send them to preach. So for those three and a half years, they were with him and things were going on. Things were happening and they're being, they were being, you know, like we said yesterday, what happens in a vital group? You are perfected in life, you're perfected in truth, and you're perfected in function. It's interesting. If you just keep that little word in mind uh, that might be with them and go to Acts chapter 4. And this is where uh, the Sanhedrin was forbidding Peter and John to speak. And in, in Acts 4.13, listen what it says. It says, And as they beheld the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were un educated laymen, they marveled and they recognized them that they had been with Jesus. They, they marveled at the way they could speak and they remembered that they had been with Jesus. And what did the verse in Mark 3 said? He said that they might be with Him that He might send them to preach. So after the three and a half years, they were what? Perfected. Something had happened in them. So, so this kind of thing, you just have to realize the perfecting work takes place in the groups. Really good. Amen. And who are the perfectors in the group? All of us are the perfectors. You may not think of yourself as a gift, but you are a gift. Everybody is a gift. And at least you're a gift to somebody that just got saved. We're all a gift. Okay. Uh, okay. okay, you know, I, I'd like to touch this matter of living and active. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, when you consider what Brother Lee has shared regarding the vital groups, the living of the vital groups and the activity of the vital groups, uh, there are some things that, that stick out in the writings related to his own experience. And uh, this is, I think this is very telling. Uh, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. Brother Lee's own experience in mainland China. Uh, you know, when you read what Brother Lee says about the matter of living, uh, he talks firstly how that we have to be people who ourselves are revived. We're the first persons that need to be revived. Uh, you know, if you look at... Uh, uh, if you look at page 5... Uh, no, no, not page 5. Hold on, hold on. Not page 5. If you look at page, <clears throat> page 7... <clears throat> <clears throat> You with me there on page 7? The bottom of the first column. The way to become vital. Okay, let's read that. 
we have made it clear that the way to produce vital groups is that each of us must take the lead, that each of us must take the lead to be vital. You know, who, who does the, what does the vital group begin with? It begins with you taking the lead to be vital. And then he proceeds to talk about five things. If you're with me there, he says, in order that the that that in order to be vital, we must first have one, a thorough fellowship with the Lord. Then that fellowship will bring us into a kind of realization that we are totally sinful. That's number two. So we have to have a thorough fellowship with the Lord. And that fellowship needs to bring us into a, a realization that we're totally sinful. Then we will be brought into a thorough confession of our sins. That's third. Spontaneously, four, we will re-consecrate ourselves. We will pray, Lord, now I would like to consecrate myself to You anew. Then that will, five, bring us into a prayer life. No one can pray unceasingly without reaching this stage. You cannot be a person of prayer unless you have this kind of relationship with the Lord that you go to Him and have thorough fellowship with Him in the morning. And you open to Him. And you confess. And you're enlightened. This is to be revived. And this is the beginning of a vital group. Vital group begins when you yourself are revived. It is only the renewed man that walks the new way. The God-ordained way is not a matter of activity. It is a matter of life. It's intrinsically a matter of life. Okay? When we pass through these stages of fellowship, confession, I'm still at the same spot, and consecration, we enter into a prayer life. It is in this prayer life that we pray ourselves into the Spirit, the essential Spirit, the economical Spirit, the all-inclusive Spirit. Then we learn how to follow this Spirit by exercising our Spirit. If this is the case with us, we are really vital. Actually, this is all revealed and veiled in the New Testament, especially in Paul's epistles. Uh, you know, when Brother Lee shared about this matter of the vital groups, he began with the need for you to be vitalized, and then he talked about what? Finding another person that's vitalized and, get, and helping them to be vitalized. And then you're vitalized together. And if, if you look on page... Four. Saints, I'm sorry, you know, this, this fellowship actually takes probably 15 hours to get through. And we've got eight hours. So I realize we're hurling a lot of stuff at you. Uh, but just try to stay with me and, and get what you can, Okay. Actually, the, 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 what we just read in Acts 7, I mean in page 7, about the need for us to be individually vitalized is the fellowship given by Brother Lee for this little outline that's on page 4. You know, there's two outlines on page 4. There's one on the left and one on the right. This outline on the left is related to that section of reading that we just had. 
And, and let me just give you a little brief, little brief history about this outline. This outline was given, I believe, the last or the second to the last meeting of the uh, spring 1993 training of the church in Anaheim in vital groups. You know, that, that series of books is Fellowship Concerning the Urgent Need of the Vital Groups. That, was, that training was for the church in Anaheim. And close to the end of that uh, training, two brothers from Dallas, uh, you may know them, Phil Delp and, and Jerry McGill, came out to Anaheim to talk to Brother Lee, and they had these problems. They were going to, do you remember this, Benson? They had these problems they were going to talk to Brother Lee about. And so, and so they came, and, uh, you know, they had problems in the church, and so they had a time with Brother Lee, and, and the story, this is the story I got. I'd love to have been there. But, you know, they, they said, they talked to Brother Lee, and Brother Lee went, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And they, they were talking, and he was, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then, and then they got through and said, okay, good. Now let me tell you about the vital groups. <laughs> and he said he didn't say one word to them about what they flew all the way out there to tell him. But th- they stayed over, and I, I believe, I'm not sure, they were having the, I think they had the vital group training on Monday. Does anybody remember who was there? I think, I think it might have been Monday night. Anyway, they stayed over for that vital group message. <laughs> And Brother Lee brought this outline. And he said, this is a special gift to the brothers from Dallas. So I think this is the answer to all their problems. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Right here. Here's what you need. All the problems remedied right here. And look, look at this outline. This outline is a marvelous outline. How to produce and establish a vital group in the church life. By one saint to be made vital, that is living and active through the absolute clear and thorough fellowship with the Lord continuously. Through the thorough confession of sins, transgressions, failures, defects, mistakes, wrongdoings, hidden or manifested before God and before men. You remember, that that sounds exactly like we just read on page 7, remember? You know, how you would go to the Lord, fellowship with Him, be enlightened. See, through the thorough and absolute uh, consecration of oneself with everything to the Lord. D, through the unceasing and desperate prayer. E, through the soaking uh, and of the infilling and outpouring of the Spirit. Now, Roman numeral 2. So one, you have, Roman numeral 1, you have to be a revived man. How does a vital group start? It's started by you being a revived person. Then, too, by contacting another seeking saint to fellowship with him or her according to the above five above procedures, to make him or her vital and join with you as a group. Both of you continue to contact other seeking saints and making them vital to join with you and increase your group. So the vital group comes out of this kind of vitality and this kind of revival that we get into day by day. D, until your group reaches about ten, dividing it into two groups and instructing each of the two groups to do the same thing as you have done with them. You know, I really don't... Now this is just me, okay? So take this for what it's worth. But I don't believe Brother Lee is talking about ten here. 
I mean, he, I, somehow it has to relate to what's at the core uh, of this thing, or at least the core and some, some others. Because those people are made the same as you are, vitalized. If they're vitalized, they're, they're not in a wide elliptical orbit. You know, some people in the church life are, you know, Haley's Comet. They come by, you know, just very so often they come by the, the, the church life. I don't believe they're in a wide elliptical orbit. I believe if, they're, if you're alive in this kind of way, you are, you are in things and you're in the middle of things and then you divide. You know, then you split. Okay. Uh, d- does anybody know what is the backdrop for this fellowship on, on his about seeking the Lord individually? What's the backdrop? What, 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 what's in the back of his mind? It is, it is his experience in Chifu in 1931 and 1932. So let me just put here 32. Uh, uh, let, let's turn, uh, well, okay, I tell you what, let me, let me read you Okay, let me read you a little bit. This is a book. This is really astounding. This little book, Contacting the Lord, Being Filled in Spirit, and Having a Proper Christian Meeting for the Accomplishment of God's Eternal Purpose. This was given in 1963, to a, uh, September of 1963, to a small group of believers in Las Vegas. And when you read the question and answers, you, you realize these people were just brand, brand new. I mean, these were just seekers by the questions they asked. You know, they, they asked in here, Brother Lee, what kind of movement are you starting? How, how would, would you ask Brother Lee what kind of movement are you starting? I wouldn't ask Brother Lee that. Oh, you ought to read his answer. It's marvelous. And you know what? He, one of his main burdens in this book is trying to help those believers to have a time in the morning with the Lord. It was, oh, it's so... Wonderful, this book. And let me read you a little bit of what he said. Uh, I hope translators just keep up with me. He said, After receiving the Lord, I thought that I needed to begin to behave like a Christian. In my mind, this meant that I needed to be good and religious. With this concept, I began to read and study the Scriptures. And I also sought out a place where I could obtain the best knowledge concerning the Scriptures. This is page 35. After finding such a place, which was with the brethren, I studied the Bible and learned the Scriptures there for seven years. Day after day, week after week, I prayed and attended the meetings, but within I was dead. I was dead. One day in August 1931, the Lord spoke with me and He asked me, what are you doing here? This is really a question. Brothers and sisters, this is a question for us if we are serious about the God-ordained way. If we're serious about the God-ordained way, let me go back to point one. The God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. 
and it is carried out by life. You know, if we were going to talk about the God-ordained way, we would begin with the four steps of the God-ordained way. But Brother Lee didn't start there. He said, in order to have the vital groups, the first thing is that you yourself have to be revived. Okay? What are, we, what are you doing here? Are you living or dead? What kind of Christian are you? This was a real crisis for me. The very next day, I went up to a little mountain close to my home to pray. I went there early in the morning and knelt down and cried out to the Lord, saying, Lord, be merciful. Be merciful to me. There must be something wrong with me. Week after week, I attend Christian meetings, study the Word, and pray, but I am still so dead and weak. And for many years, I have not brought one soul to you. I am dead and I have not brought what? I am not what? And I am not what? I I am dead and I have not brought one soul to you. I am living, I am not living, and I am dead. I am like Sardis, I have a name that I'm living, but I'm dead. And I'm like Laodicea that that is lukewarm towards you regarding the divine activities. Week after week, I attend Christian meetings, study the Word, and pray, but I am still so dead and weak. For many years, I have not brought one soul to you. When I cried out in this way, the Holy Spirit flooded through me like a mighty tide. I realized that I was sinful, dirty, rebellious. Remember? When you open to the Lord, remember the points? When you open to the Lord, what happens? You get enlightened. I realized I was dirty, rebellious, sinful. I cannot describe how I felt at that time. I simply prostrated myself on the ground and told the Lord, Lord, I am sinful. He went up this little mountain behind his house and he prayed. As I confess, uh, I'm sinful. I am the most sinful person in the whole world. As I confess to the Lord in this way, tears came down my face. Later, as I was on my way down the mountain, I was filled with happiness, joy, peace, and a heavenly feeling. At that time, I did not know where I was. I could not tell if I was in heaven or on earth. From that day on, for more than seven months, I rose up early in the morning and went up to that mountain. When we read a little something later, this will be significant. Day by day, I went up to the mountain to pray to the Lord in a living way. During this time, it was easy for me to meet the Lord. I would read the Word, pray, call upon the Lord in a living way. Sometimes when I would call on the Lord, I had to stop calling because tears would be pouring down my face. For seven months, I went up to the mountain by myself to pray in this way. I was just a young man at that time. No one could understand me. My family thought that there was something wrong with me and even wondered whether something had happened to my mind. They realized that there had been a great change in my life. After seven months of praying in this way, I learned the difference between being religious and being spiritual. Between reading the Scriptures with the mind and reading the living Word of God with the Spirit. After seven months of praying the Lord to the Lord every morning on the mountain, something else very wonderful happened to me. The Lord began His ministry through me. So he got living, and then what did he get? He got active. This, this is really the pattern for the living side. You'll, you'll, we'll see. What is the pattern for that outline on page 4 on the left-hand side? It's Brother Lee's experience in Chifu in 1932. Okay, let's turn to page 5. 
This is the vi- now this is the you with me there on page five? This is page 90 of the training and practice of the vital groups. This was fall of 1993. And this was the training that he had not with the church in Anaheim, but with all of Orange County on the vital groups, okay? <clears throat> Let's start on, on the l- right-hand column at the first full paragraph. I would like to give you... You with me? Okay, let's, let's just read from there. I'm sorry, uh, but I, I think this will be very helpful to us, okay? I, I want us to see the pattern. Okay, let's go. I would like... person to the Lord. What is the Lord after? What's the Lord after? Living and active. Uh, Can you do this by yourself? uh, It has to start with you. And we have to be alive every day. But But the Lord needs something. He needs a loaf. He needs a group of saints who together are living and together are active. Really good. Let's keep reading. I was really bothered. became companions. That was the start of the church in my hometown. Listen, we too became vital. Isn't that good? What is vital? Living and active. There was no need for us to go to people. This is Acts 2.47. There was no need for us to go to people. The Lord sent people one by one to come contact us. They were drawn. They were attracted because they loved one another and they were in the divine life and they cared for one another. The fruit came. Is this not great? Is this not awesome? I hope hope you saints are impressed. 
I mean, this, once you see what's going on here and how this matches Brother Lee's experience, you realize that was a touchstone for him. Do you remember, you remember, Tom, how often during the God-ordained way period would he bring up this matter of you have to have a time with the Lord, you have to confess. He even did it in Irving one time. You have to repent. You have to unload. You have to confess. You're sinful. All this is 32. That's the backdrop. And after those months, after that seven months, he met this companion and we too became vital. There was no need for us to go to people. The Lord sent people one by one to come to contact us. Just after two weeks' time, we had 11 brothers coming together to take the Lord's table. That was a vitalized situation. You know, let me, let me just address one thing. Somewhat, some of, I, I've heard this in the past, that the vital group is me and a companion. I need to find, and what I need is a companion. Well, a companion is who you find to start a vital group. But that is not a vital group. We too were vital, but that's not a vital group. What the Lord is after is not you and one other person being, being vitalized. That's the start. And what the Lord wants to do is add to you something. And you may, you may already be in a group. So don't think I have to necessarily... I don't know how the Lord would lead you. But don't think you have to do something like drop what you're doing with some and go, go do something else. The main thing, what do you need to do mainly? Is get vitalized. You know, this is quite good. So he, in 1932, he went up to the mountain. Mountain. 32. Uh, okay, now let's look at the next sentence. There is the need, are you with me? of a real start among us today, there must be some contact between you. A start what? This is to start the vital group. There must be some contact between you and the Lord. When I had my times with the Lord on the top of that hill, I had to repent and confess. This brought me into an intimate fellowship with the Lord. I did this day by day for a number of weeks, what I have been teaching here is according to what I have experienced, the many teachings which I received from the brethren did not help me in the matter of life. It was not until the Lord shined upon me and I began to be brought into the pathway of life. Next page. You may say, well, the Lord has not come yet to me. But I would say the Lord is waiting for you. You need to go to Him. The Lord is within you, but you may not care to listen to Him. He is speaking all the time. You need to stop yourself from all other things. Go to a closed room, to a mountaintop, or to some place, other place, to be with the Lord for a personal time. The only thing that has helped me and that can help you is to contact the Lord directly. No one can, can escape from the Lord's presence. He is the source. Go to Him and you will be enlightened. Okay, when you flip back to page 4, to that outline. You with me? Page 4. On the left-hand side. Everybody there? Roman numeral 1 is what? Is brotherly going up the mountain. This is page 4. 
brotherly going up the mountain, okay? Uh, by one saint to be made vital living. You go up, have a thorough fellowship, you confess. And then what's Roman numeral 2? That's after those seven months, finding that brother and you too becoming vital and gaining others. So, so brothers and sisters, the, the whole pattern for the living side is really Brother Lee's own experience about that he had in Chifu. That's the backdrop. That's, that's the touchstone. And, uh, and <clears throat> you know, the, the next outline next to it is from the 1993 Blending Conference messages. And uh, let's see. Yeah, that was Memorial Day, 1993. So that, that outline is, is very close to the same time as this outline. In that blending conference, there was one message on the vital groups, and this is the outline from that message. And basically, it's the same kind of thing. The vital group cannot be formed by organization. You with me there? Two, a vital group could come into being only by a saint who is desperate and absolute for the increase of the Lord's recovery. Three, such a desperate saint would spontaneously contact others by the Lord's leading and gain some companions or companions for him to have a vital group. They should definitely and absolutely fulfill the four basic requirements, and, and that's the, basically the same requirements as we've been talking about, intimate and thorough Fellowship, uh, that's intimate and thorough. Okay, this, this fellowship here is the fellowship in, with your companion to be blended. But B picks up the thought through confession of sins, transgressions, defects, and wrongdoings. So that's not something you would do with your companion. You wouldn't have open confession. So this is kind of a, a blending of, of these two things, okay? Uh, a blending of Roman numeral 1 and 2 of the outline on the left-hand side, okay? C, through the confession of them, uh, through the consecration of themselves and of all that they have and do to the Lord. D, praying unceasingly that they may be brought into the infilling and outpouring of the Spirit. Then Roman numeral 5, they should pick up the burden and take the action. So after you've become living, you pick up the burden and take the action to contact others. Always taking care of two or three persons, not expecting to have a quick result, but setting a definite goal with a strong determination to gain at least one remaining fruit yearly with inexhaustible patience and unceasing intercession. Then Roman numeral 6. Okay, now with Roman... Are you with me? Everybody with me? Now with Roman numeral 6, you shift from the living side to the active side. Okay? And this is another kind of fellowship. You notice I've got the words fellowship underlined in these outlines. Okay, Roman numeral 6. They should have their group members meet together once a week to fellowship about and study every case of their candidates to find out the best way to take care of each candidate and the best helper or helpers to catch the candidate. 
After a candidate has gained seven and baptized, they should try their best to bring him or her to their group meeting and help him or her to participate in the fellowship of the group meetings and learn how to function in the mutual teaching and mutual asking and answering. So this is what? Look. This is, you, you have a new one, you nurse them, and then you bring them in to the group meeting and help them to participate in the fellowship. We're going to get back to that word fellowship in a minute. They should instruct, eight, they should instruct and guide the newly baptized ones to gain others and to prophesy in the church meetings. Okay, real briefly, because we need to wrap up here. Uh, you know, if you notice this outline, Roman numeral one on the left-hand side, there's the word fellowship. Do you see it? Underline. On the right-hand side, Roman numeral four, there's also fellowship. Now, the fellowship on the left-hand side is a thorough fellowship with the Lord to be brought into His light, to be brought into con- to confession. Okay, the fellowship on the right-hand side is intimate fellowship with those that you're with. You know, and this is where Brother talked about how, how you need to open to one another, you need to know one another, you need, so you need to fellowship. You need to fellowship with one another so you can know one another. Okay, so there you have an F. You need to fellowship with one another so that you can do what? So that you can pray for one another. You remember? Do you remember reading these things? So you, you can pray for one another and what? And you can care for one another. So... This second type of fellowship, you with me, is a fellowship with, I realize y'all are all worn out, right? Okay, stay with me, just two more minutes, okay? Oh Lord Jesus, okay? Two more minutes. Okay, this fellowship is a fellowship with the group where you are blended together and you get to know one another so you can pray based on your knowing. You know, he said, you, if, you, if you don't know anything about each other, how can you pray for one another? If you don't know anything about the ones you're meeting with in your group, what kind of group do you have? What kind of group is that? You know, I've been in groups where I knew, you know, eventually you get into a group and you have a day-to-day, house-to-house experience. You know them, you know their their children, you know their dog. And you even know the peculiarity of their dog. You know what the dog does. Maybe he likes to jump fences. You know all about the dog. And you know all about their kids. And this one's sick and this one has trouble. That's knowing one another so you can pray and care for one another. That is... What what is this? What is this kind of thing? This is nature and condition. This is nature and condition. You with me? That is living. Okay? This is nature and condition. Okay, so that's the second kind of fellowship. The first kind of fellowship is what? It's the mountain fellowship. It's the fellowship of the Lord on the mountain to be enlightened, to to repent, to be revived. The second kind of fellowship is the fellowship to be blended so that you could have 
the nature that's spiritual and the condition that's loving. So you can be truly alive, not just individually, but corporately. Okay, then in Roman numeral 6, you have a third kind of fellowship, and that is a fellowship of what? Of our activity. And, and we'll get to this column later, but, but we're going to have another F here. And this is a fellowship regarding your new one. So this, look, look, this fellowship and this fellowship are not the same fellowships. This fellowship is, Brother Tim, I, I just joined your group. Brother, how, how many kids do you have? Wow, what are their names? How many in school, you know? I've had four kids too, and my kid, I've got one kid that's hither and yon, and do you have any hither and yons? You know, we need to pray for the hither and yon. You know, when, when Neil and I were together in Austin on our team, it was he and I and Jim McKee, the three amigos. We were, we were there, and uh, we, were, we were the partners, and we, we had a partner prayer time every week. And, you know, we, during that part in prayer time, we didn't pray anything for anything having to do with the campus. I know we may have been wrong, Tim. Yeah. All we did was fellowship about, I, I know intimately about his situation. And he knows very intimately about my situation. Even today, he asked me, how is so-and-so? Yesterday, he asked, how is so-and-so? That's because we have that kind of fellowship. I tell you, I felt so nourished and so cared for by this brother's love and prayer for my family. That is FPC to be living. But this kind of F is a different kind of F. This is, you should have their group members meeting together once a week to fellowship about and study every case of their candidates to find out the best way to take care of each candidate and the best helpers or helpers to catch them. So you have fellowship... And then you also have prayer here. And you also have a C here. But this fellowship is not this fellowship. Neither is this prayer this prayer. This is a prayer for your knowing of one another and your care for one another. Are you with me? And what, is, what can you think this C might be? Huh? Coordination. Very good, brother. This is not the sea of care. This is the sea of coordination. Because what? It says that you, you fellowship about and study every case of the candidates to find out the best way to take care of each candidate and the best helper or helpers to catch the candidate. Okay? Now, Roman numeral 7, after a candidate is gained and baptized, they should try their best to bring him or her to their group meeting to help him or her to participate in the fellowship of the group meeting. So you bring them in here. Okay, what kind of fellowship is this? That's the first three kinds of fellowship. You help them to get into the fellowship of the group. And what is the fellowship of the group? It's firstly that you as a new one should have an intimate time with the Lord. You should fellowship with the Lord. Secondly, we need to fellowship to learn about you. And thirdly, you, you can realize from 7 and 8 that the point is to bring them into the coordination, fellowship, and prayer in the active side so that they can become what? They can become a living, act, functioning member in the body of Christ. 
Isn't that great? Colossal. This is colossal. Okay, so right in these two outlines, you've got the whole view of the life cycle of a vital group. It begins with you, Tom, seeking the Lord. You being joined to others that seek the Lord. You opening to, to them. Then you all fellowship and coordinate. But Brother Lee said, don't go to the active side until the first side is taken care of. Don't go to the active until the living is taken care of. Don't go to the purpose until the nature and condition is taken care of. Okay? Then once you start that, then you gain someone. And it may be one of the saints in the church. It may be a dormant one. It may be just a saint in the church that comes to all the meetings, but it does not have any kind of exercise. And you get them. And you bring them into this kind of fellowship. What a marvelous thing. That is how the increase and multiplication of the groups happen in the church. Okay, maybe we can stop there.